Thank you so much for tuning into our Stolen Lunches podcast. We're going to dive into our 6 a.m. prayer where we like to start the day inspired and collective as a community. So for more details and to send your prayer requests, log on to StolenLunches.org. Hello, hello. Good morning. It's six o'clock on the dot. My name is Jacinda. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Wednesday 6 a.m. prayer call. Um, I'm excited to be with you. I have a word that's been brewing in my heart now for seven days for this moment to share with you today. And it gets even better because we have um, we have someone here joining us. You may hear loud snoring in the background of our prayer call this morning. That's my dog. <laughs> he sounds like a grown man. And so as you hear that throughout the prayer call, that goes along with our story. So I'm over here laughing about it because it really does sound like a grown man. He's, he's a puppy, but he goes hard when he sleeps. So um, we just got a new puppy about um, September, September of last year. I actually lost my dog of 13 years January of last year, and we had to put him down. And so we went through that loss, and then we suffered another horrible loss June of last year. And so our family was just kind of going through it, right? So it was around the summertime that my heart started just kind of opening up and saying, you know, um, just kind of looking at different dogs. You know, I don't know if anyone on the call has ever done this before. You just kind of like scroll through, you know, the SPCA and the shelters and you just look in. Is there anyone, you know, who we could help or save right now? And I started really researching this breed, a boxer, boxer type of dog. And everyone I would talk to were like, they're the best dogs in the world, the most loving, the most loyal, the most caring. You Like, this is the best dog. So my heart just kind of started opening up to this. And one day me and my husband were in a dog store, kind of fancy dog store. We we're trying something different. And right as I turned the corner, this woman and her husband and the dog come around the corner. I said, this dog is gorgeous. I've been looking into them. I'm interested. I think I want this dog. And so she's like, yeah, call this lady. She's right up the street. I think, you know, I think she has a litter right now. Fast forward, we call. The, I mean, they were about to have puppies right then. We were able to FaceTime during COVID and, like, choose the dog, all this stuff. It was so beautiful for our family. We had been talking to the kids about it the whole time. We bring the puppy home, and it literally did something to our hearts. Um, you know, with, with my husband losing his 19-year-old son, my stepson, and to our kids losing their brother, this dog has been so healthy for us just to see the kids like light up, you know, and run around in the backyard, roll around with this dog, right? To see my husband come home and the dog just jump on him and lick all over him. And he's like, this is all wrong. I do not want a dog. Even right now I say that because you can hear him snoring. He's in the bed with me. He's not supposed to be in the bed, but that's what this dog has done for us. We are so in love with him. It's like he can do no wrong. And he's huge, y'all. He's six or seven months now and humongous so the one day I opened the front door and I checked the mail um, I always like opening the door and letting the dogs run free in the front we have a big fence in the backyard so I let them run free and his name is Marco he got a little adventurous and took off y'all just took off running I was, like, laughing at first, like, come on back. You know, I go in the house, try to get some treats, because that's the way you can get any dog to do anything. 
I bring out the box. I'm shaking it. I'm like, hey, I got treats and everything. Well, he was already far out of range. He, his curiosity took the best of him for the first time. He's in this big open neighborhood. He's checking everything out. You know, he's probably smelling a bunch of other dogs. He's probably smelling food. I don't know. He took off. So I'm kind of a little bit worried because he is a puppy. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He doesn't know cars. He doesn't know streets and all this stuff. So I just get in my car. I start kind of driving around the neighborhood. I'm calling him like, Marco, Marco, like come back, Marco, and all this stuff. And I can't find him. So now I'm looking for him for like, you know, for a long time. Okay, and I'm now starting to get angry because I'm like, I have work to do. He's playing around. I don't know where he is. I don't know if someone's going to pick him up. I don't know if he could get hit by a car. Like, you know, you really start to worry and get frustrated and get mad. I drove around this whole neighborhood for a while. I could not find him at all. So I said, all right, let me circle back. As I'm pulling up to my house, I'm hoping and praying, just hoping. I'm like, please, Lord, let this dog be back. I pull up into the driveway, and right as I look over, Marco is sitting on the front step of the door. He's just sitting there. I get out the car. He's like, and if you know anything about a boxer, they don't just shake their tail. They shake their whole body when they get happy to see you, which they're happy all the time. So I run out to him. I'm hugging him. I'm loving on him. His whole body's shaking. We're all happy. And I'm like, man, he just made me so mad. But I forgot about it because I was just so happy he was home. I was so, I didn't care about anything. I was happy he was home. And it makes me think about the story of the prodigal son. It makes me think about you. It makes me think of how many times do we mess up and go left and run away, run away to get lost, to do our own thing, to be caught up in ourselves or in our own curiosity, right? You know, and we do these things, and sometimes we're a little ashamed to walk back home wondering, will the door still be open? Will I still have a home? Will I still have a space? Will they still welcome me in? And this morning, the, the, the devotion that God put on my heart is to tell you that there's nothing you can't do. You can't, far, you can't run far enough away from God. God is that, that same feeling that I felt when I, walked, when I got to the house. I was happy. I didn't care. I said I didn't care what he did, what he got into. I didn't care if he pooped in somebody's yard, and y'all know they got the signs everywhere. I didn't care. Like, I didn't care. He was home, right? And, and that's the same thing with God and you. He does not care what happened. He's just happy you're home, and he's going to love on you, and he's going to celebrate you, and he's going to throw a party in your honor. And so I want to go to the scripture. I want to just remind everyone of this story because it's a beautiful story for us to keep in our hearts today. I'm going to Luke 15, Luke 15, verse 11 through 32. All right, verse 11 through 32. I'm not going to read 11 through 32. I'm going to read like 11 through 24. Um, but, but basically, um, it starts off, it says, and he said there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that's coming to me. And he divided the property between them. And I kind of like this a little bit because this little boy is looking ahead. He's like, hey, I know that when you die, you're going to give me this. And I kind of just want it now. You know what I mean? Wasn't that, that's a whole sermon right there in itself. But I'll keep reading. Uh, verse 13 says, it says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all his stuff 
and he took onto a journey to a faraway country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Pause right there. How many of us just make bad choices sometimes? How many of us have got a paycheck and kind of blew it and maybe didn't, you know, handle our funds accordingly? Maybe we, we bought something we know we couldn't afford. Maybe I mean, how many times? How many times, for some of us, our lists are longer than others, and I'll raise my hand to that, just make bad decisions over and over and over again, even though your Father has taught you, even though the Holy Spirit has convicted you, even though we still, just like my dog, ran off and did our own thing. Verse 14 says, and when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need, all right? So how has that happened to us? Now, the fun, the fun's there at the beginning, and that's what kind of lures us in. That's what's so kind of reckless about the enemies. He lures you in with the fun and the easiness, but there's always a payback, right? And the fun does not ever last long. It's quick. It's quick. And when it wears out, then you have that feeling of, oh, my gosh, there's a famine now. I have nothing, right? I'm sure Marco was running out and was like, I'm lost. I have no idea where I am. Like, whoa, what did I do? We all have that moment where you're just kind of like, this has gotten, this has gone too far. I, I need to turn back. Verse 15 says, so the young man, he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens that, in that country. And y'all hear him snoring over here. I told you kind of, <laughs> so you guys know I'm not lying about this. He's literally going in over here. So the young man um, actually went out into fields to feed pigs. He was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. He thought to himself, oh, my gosh, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. Wow, he's saying that my dad's servants get, get better treatment than I'm getting right now, and I'm my dad's son. You are our father's daughter. You are our father's son. You're heir. You're heir to royalty. And sometimes we choose. We choose to put ourselves in worse conditions that, have, that do not have our name on it. For us to suffer, your dad does not, your dad, your father does not want or even expect you to suffer in that. But sometimes we find comfort there because we feel like we deserve it. But what I love that this son did do, this is the one thing he did do, is this part right here. I will arise and go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I want you to know that some of us choose to, to be in lack because we feel like it's deserving of us, like that's what we deserve because of all the bad stuff we've done, the bad decisions you may pay back, but it's not. It's not, and sometimes the enemy likes to just keep you right there. The enemy knows the power that God has placed inside of you, and if he can keep you in a corner where you're quiet and isolated and feeling depressed and less than, less than then he's like, okay, cool, I ain't got to bother her no more. Okay, cool, I ain't got to mess with him no more. But to get you out of that corner, all you have to do is say, God, I messed up. You raise your hands and you just come to him as you are, broken, bruised, everything. That's all you have to do. This, this kid was like, I spent all your money, Dad, everything. 
I'm sitting here in lack there conditions, right? But, Dad, I messed up. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your higher servants. He said, I'll even just be a servant. If you just let me be a servant, I'm cool with that. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion. Are you feeling this? And he ran and embraced him and kissed him. Do you feel this? Feel it for any moms on the phone, for any dads on the phone, for your son. If your son ran away, if your son did something wrong, if your daughter lied, how many times have you been mad? Yes, we're mad. You're even furious. You're even angry. But let there be a moment that you for a second don't know where they are or think that they're in unsafe conditions or feel at any moment they may need you. I don't care if she just lied about taking the candy. I'm running to go get her wherever she is because that's my daughter. I don't care how that he just got an F or a D. You know, he's hungry. I'm going to feed him. It's that type of love. It's that type of unconditional love that sees no wrong and does not care. I just love you. And that's what the Father has for us. Dad, this dad saw his son coming. He felt compassion. He felt his heart. And he said, I got him. I got him, right? Um, the father, uh, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy to be your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. He wanted to remind his son that your royalty, your blood, my blood is in your body. Your blood is mine. You are heir. This is yours, period. You can go astray as far away as you want. It does not change the blood that runs through your veins, and the same thing goes for you. You can do anything you want to do. God is looking at you like you're still mine. You're still my son, and you're still my daughter. He said to his servants, bring a fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. I, just, I think whether you have children or not, I think you can really feel and understand what, as a parent what it would feel like to feel like your kid ran away or your kid was possibly taken or just that that scare of feeling like oh my gosh will I see my child again will I be able to hug or love on my child again and then getting that first glimpse of them back that's the type of love that God has for you that's the type of love and I just want to encourage you when you do something wrong it's cool you know um there really is a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is a father smacking your hand saying, you know you weren't supposed to do that. You know you weren't supposed to say that about her. You know you weren't supposed to take that. You know you weren't supposed to drink that or stay there. That's conviction, smacking you on the hand, that, that thing that rises up in you that says, you've been here too long. It's time to go. It's the Holy Spirit correcting you in a loving way. Condemnation is the one that makes you say, I'm wrong, I shouldn't have done it. And then you stay in that space for days and weeks and months. God can't use you there. God forgave you immediately. God forgave you. He he said, shouldn't have done it, but come on, let's go back home. It's many times that we stay in a space of feeling like we're not good enough, we're not worthy enough. And I'm here to remind you that God loves you, and he just wants you to come back, come back home, come back. 
so he can love on you and celebrate you and remind you the heir that you are, what's already yours. Because you can't do nothing with it over there. You need to come home. You need to claim what's yours, step in it, own it, and walk in the power and the authority that God has given you. That's our word for this morning. I've been praying, and I couldn't sleep last night. I couldn't wait to share it with you. And so I pray that it touches your heart, and I pray that you remember it, um, and I pray that you share it with someone else. So let's go to God. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for waking us up. Thank you for each and every person that's tuned in right now. Thank you for this message uh, of just a reminder of how good you are and how loving you are and that you're our Father and that there's nothing we can't do that falls short of the love that you have for us. Thank you, God, for reminding us that even in our mess-ups, even, even in our downtrodden, even when we really go left and run so far away from you, that you still are out there calling our name, that you're still driving around even looking for us to pluck us out of the darkness. And even in those moments, when you see us, you're excited to love on us, hug us, and welcome us home, and even celebrate us in our honor. Put a ring on us. Put a robe on us to remind us of the power and the authority and the victory that lies in us. Thank you, God, for your love. God, this morning we pray and ask for that same type of love that we can give and show to other people, show to our family members, show to our kids, Show to people who've hurt us and wronged us, how can we love them in that same unconditional love? God, we love you and we thank you. God, the things that we've done wrong, God, are so far away from us right now. Just happy to be in your presence. It's in the mighty, matchless name of our Heavenly Father, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to our 6 a.m. prayer. Again, you can join us every Monday and Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern. For more details, stolenlunches.org.